Jones, we have top men working on it right now. It was a most ripping victory. No! Get to the chopper! Welcome to the Parkway Podcast. It's been too long since I've heard that intro. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Byron. And I'm Liz from the Parkway. Yes, we have Liz is back. Our uh, our newest and greatest. Are you guest host? Are you, what is your, what's your role? Guest Guest host. Yeah. Great. Standing in for Ward. Uh, well, thanks for coming back, Liz. Uh, this is going to be another of our another of the um, uh, what's coming up at the Parkway episodes, so we can talk about a bunch of movies in one shot and have some laughs and uh, and let people know what's coming up at the Parkway, basically. And it is um, March as we're recording this. We didn't quite get it done uh, at the start of March or end of April, so we're going to talk about what's left in the month of March. Is that is that right, everyone? Are we ready for this? Yes. Yes, I am. I am totally ready to talk about all these. And okay, we're going to squeeze in March some, into April. March, yes, exactly. And we're going to squeeze in some April. Is what I was going to say. And we've. <laughs> I like the giggles that Liz has going. We should talk about why the giggles and talk about the the the, the drink of the show, Byron. What is yours, first of all? Ah, my drink of the show, I just went with a good old basic beer. I went with Grain Belt Northeast because it's what I had at my house. Smooth. Very nice. And Liz? Um, I'm actually rocking a little champagne. We have a pretty good selection here at the Parkway, and this is my go-to, but it does you know, give you those little bubbles. <laughs> I don't know many people who the bubbles escape back up as giggles, though. That's... <laughs> That might just be you uh, or a select few special people. I have gone with just straight agua de frio here today, if I even have that. I'm not even sure if I have any water, but that's it. Look at you being the responsible one out of all of us. Yeah, what can I say? You know, busy day. And actually, uh, Liz, you're coming to us from the theater right now. What's uh, what's going on tonight? It's too late for people to, of course, to come participate. But what's the happenings? Uh, we are actually showing the Shawshank Redemption. Let me see here what year specifically, because I got it wrong earlier today. 1994 with some pre-show trivia. Nice. Which we had a pretty good showing this evening, and we gave away a very lovely Rita Hayworth poster. That's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I actually, I have to, maybe as we get into the podcast, I will. Grab something, um, because the very, I think the very first, before you were hired on at the Parkway as the social media extraordinaire, uh, I had suggested to Ward, he should give away something. And I think the first thing he ever gave away was a an action figure from the, th- from the thing, I think. It was, it was a uh, McCready action figure. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes, I believe you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was so jealous that... Uh, that I did not get that. So hold on one second. This is breaking news on the podcast. Hold on. 
All right, now we have to cover as Matt is uh, running away to go get something here. So, uh, yeah, I do remember that with the thing with the McCree action figure. Oh, he's back here. He's got. He's uh, back. This is perfect. This is perfect uh, viewing here content for podcasts here, Matt, as we're looking at an action figure that he has of the thing. Oh, everything disappeared. (laughs) This is this is I had to buy my own. I'm going to tell Ward. I haven't told him yet. This is my own. um, The thing ultimate mccready right we're talking multiple faces multiple weapons flamethrowers my favorite movie and i mean next to jaws but this is this is amazing now the one that they gave away was not quite as good this is a new neca figure i guess but it's the first thing i ever bought as like an adult collectible toy and now i'm just i'm just into it just i'm gonna have a whole room full of huge nerds though for yeah, sure. so you're collecting dolls now matt <laughs> i'm collecting dolls ah <laughs> uh, so- whatever a little bit of a side tangent with that is we did, um, I think it was Evil Dead, and we got, Ooh, you know, a couple of figurines as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it blew my mind that people didn't open them. So, oh, like, yeah. Sure, you can't play open with them and stuff like that. And then fast forward to, I think this week, I was actually shopping for, we're showing Planet of the Apes later this month in 35 millimeter, and we have some pre show trivia. So I was looking for memorabilia, and I found a figurine. From nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, nineteen sixty eight. I was like I was like, well, you know, that's proof that you should really not open them. Exactly. They are not toys. Well, no. yeah. They're they're uh, museum quality collectibles. Right. <laughs> uh, an investment. That's an investment. Yeah, that's my retirement right there. You're looking at <laughs> that's the podcast four oh one K program. Wait, uh, you got an action figure? <laughs> well, we should make our own. So we should. Oh, okay. Maybe I just lost the presenting. But uh, we should jump into what's actually. What, is that what we're going to do next? We jump into uh, the next movie that's showing after Shawshank? Or what do you guys want to do? I think yeah, so. I think so. So what is the next one after Shawshank, uh, Liz? So next, or this upcoming Thursday, um, very exciting because I don't think it happens very often on a thursday uh we're showing the boonock saints because it is also saint patrick's day so boonock saints 1999 um and we are the event for that night is actually going to be some pre-show bagpipes can you guys hear that uh noise every time I do. <laughs> I do hear a couple of little dings there, uh, but uh, sorry, sorry. so we have some pre-show bagpipes yeah. for Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah for the Boondock Saints, and uh, if you want to listen to an in-depth. Uh, yes analysis right. of the boondocks Saints. you could actually listen to it because we talked about yeah. it at the parkway right. podcast yeah. now go back to episode episode 23 in this yeah. same stream uh podcast feed and you will hear us talk about not only the first one but i went and watched the second one yes which, you did uh, uh yeah yep. you watched that one and uh didn't wasn't it last year they actually had uh didn't ward try to get um, yes, I can't remember he did. He did. Uh, Norman Reedus and then the other guy, whatever the other guy's name is, I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, the one who's like more down on his luck actor. And he just said, no, he wasn't going to do it. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. You know what? We ha- we talked about it on that podcast. If yeah. you want to hear about that, you can certainly go ahead and listen to that, download that, and uh, you can get a little bit more in-depth uh, about that. But how fantastic that it is on a Thursday this, this uh, year. We actually get to have that, and it gets um, to fall on that St. Patty's Day. And uh, oh, I boy. was actually really impressed that we could score some bagpipers on that day because They're Jessica busy. had to work some magic. 
because right. those guys book out pretty far out for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know how you could go about renting said bagpiper. If oh. I would, I would play so many pranks on people. <laughs> Just send them to doors. Yeah, I certainly would. Door to door bagpipes. Uh, I think there's a business in there. I boy, I wish I could remember some of the things from the Boondock Saints, but uh, yeah, it's a funny. I like that movie. Uh, okay, so that is Boondock Saints on March 17th. Man, bagpipes. That is that is awesome. And what time? Are these 8 o'clock on Thursday? What's the timing of that These one? are 8 o'clock, but if you want to catch some of the music, you'll want to get here about 7, 7.15. Okay, okay. And then the following Saturday, matinee, what's that going to be? We're going to show Frozen, you know? We're going to let it go. You're going to let it go. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but Frozen has been replaced by Encanto. And Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, new soundtrack. It's the newest, latest Disney song that's taken over, or songs, plural, taking over um, the radio. Have you seen that movie yet, Liz? I have not. Okay. And I've actually never seen Frozen either. I oh, my God. <laughs> well, Frozen oh, yeah. is amazing. Uh, I, I rented the theater, the Parkway, which is something we can talk about later. But uh, for my daughter's birthday party uh, two years ago, two years, yeah, two years ago. And uh, we watched Frozen. It was amazing. I loved that movie. Byron, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say I'm in a weird position where, uh, not surprisingly, I haven't watched the first Frozen, but I've seen Frozen 2, which left me very (laughs) confused. How did you see 2? I it was just on uh it was on uh, another streaming st- streaming service and i just kind of thought well what the hell i'll just go ahead and watch that and <laughs> i've just never gotten around to watching the first one so okay i, I maybe i was just left too confused and now it's kind of a, a problem because i already know what happens right like i they, they I already live? know what the ending is going to be they live right yeah they mean? live i mean obviously that's the first thing is that they live yeah uh, i mean that would certainly be the first thing um yeah so uh i I'd certainly maybe i'll go down to the parkway and watch it yeah um bring a child otherwise you'll look kind of creepy is, is my I guess certainly i certainly <laughs> will I, what would be creepier though me showing up by myself or me somehow wrangling a child it depends on who's looking man i would be questioning it but i don't some people there wouldn't know the difference <laughs> probably not <laughs> so what do we have after that looks like we go to the next thursday show and yeah. uh, what do we see there it's uh, march 24th planet of the apes uh, 1968 so as i somewhat spoiler alerted earlier this one is going to have pre-show trivia which i think for this one so i kind of very i am responsible for creating the trivia for each show, usually unless we have like a guest star that is willing to do it for us. I do tend to make it a little bit more difficult. It depends on the movie because I feel like for some of these movies, they're kind of cult classics and the people that are coming to play trivia should know the movie in and out, but I've been criticized for being a little bit too hard, (laughs) but I feel like for Planet of the Apes, it should be hard because that's a very, that's an older movie. Okay. It's it's an older right. movie. You should know all the basics. I mean, and you know what yeah. you call those people that complain? You call those people whiners yeah. because they just they just didn't win. <laughs> um, well, the prize for this though is not going to be the figurine that I found, which I thought would have been pretty cool. It's actually going to be a Planet of the Apes blanket. Oh, okay. Adult size, I assume. Adult size. It- yeah. Yeah. And uh, where did you find this at? You know, actually, Craig found it. I think he found it on Etsy. But it looks 
looks like fleece. It looks nice. It's a high quality blanket. It's not from 1968 or anything. <laughs> okay, not oh. mothballed and s- nice. Um, I this is this is well. First of all, I think that you should do all of your trivia on the Mark Wahlberg version of this because um, that would blow their minds. <laughs> they would. They'd be so upset. <laughs> would certainly um, trick them, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be annoying to them. But the, I secondly, I. I did my research and I watched this movie, uh, which I don't know if I, I know when I was a kid, my mom liked this, like these, you know, Star Trek. And um, this is very much like the original Star Trek series where they're and they're out in the desert and they're wandering around and there's, you know, people in costumes, essentially um, not great special effects. And so I watched this and I think I was the first time I always think like, oh, I remember most of this, but I forgot the whole opening scene. And I forgot the whole end of, well, not the whole end, but some of the end. And it was mind-bogglingly simple, the way that this, the way that the, the spaceship thing worked. I don't know if you guys, have you, first of all, have you guys seen it ever? This whole movie? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Haven't, Byron, have you? Yes, I have actually seen this film. Okay, and how long ago uh, was that? It's been a couple years since I've seen it. So Ooh, only a couple. So when, you say, when you say simple, are you? I'm picturing kind of like a facade stage with like a toy rocket, right? So you don't get any external any external establishing shots. It's all inside the spaceship, so it's just a sound stage. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. it's like Star Trek 1960 whatever. And it's yeah. like some There's walls, paneling, paneling pan, with yeah. blinking lights, paneling, blinking lights, <laughs> and some beds that, and they have some like, like oh, those are those are the chambers where they, you know, they they sleep for, whatever, um, you know, they sleep in, in hyperspace or whatever. But here's here's I don't want to beat a dead horse in this, and but here's my question, to you guys. So you haven't seen it, Byron. You have seen it. I don't understand. I think we can give spoilers away to this fifty-three-year-old movie no man there's we're gonna get a call we're gonna get an email if we if we spoil this 50 year old movie so liz you know how it ends even though you've never seen it no tell me you don't know how it ends what okay oh my gosh you set it up up, matt spoiler alert spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this movie from 1968 the ending and i'm not i don't even need to set it up it's just basically there's planets it's called planet of the apes right and Mm. at the end Charlton Heston stumbles out or something happens. He's going to this landscape and then he sees, oh, it's the Statue of Liberty, right, Byron? It's like, yeah, he stumbles out onto a beach and he sees basically a half buried Statue of Liberty. And he's like, at that point, he realizes where he is. He's actually not on a foreign planet. He's on Earth. He's on Earth. Yeah. That's the but thing. He, he just he traveled through time basically and was able to go go like a couple hundred years into the future okay. where apes have become sentient and taken over the whole earth. And so herein lies my problem and I'm sorry to exclude you from this part Liz but you haven't seen the movie. It starts out with them talking about how how traveling they say, "Oh, we're going to be ending our 6 month um our six-month journey away from Cape Canaveral or whatever, and so he's talking, and and you know, and and then he he looks at a computer, and it's obviously some little cardboard numbers on glued down to a thing, and it and he says, well, Doctor Hyman Schmitzer's uh, you know research is right. It's actually been seven hundred years on Earth. Well, it's only been six months for us. So Byron, it starts out with him 
saying he knows everyone has died that they know right it's basically yeah they basically confirmed that yeah they know they're going to earth in the start they know it's been hundreds if not thousands of years so i don't get why the end is such a surprise to them that's because people don't remember that part (laughs) yeah well this is why i had to i I did my research i watched an old movie i don't usually don't watch movies in the 60s but anywho's plot gaps is that what it is but it's like the whole conceit of the movie is they sent astronauts into space for a long mission. And those astronauts acknowledge that because they're traveling near the speed of light, uh, time has moved differently for them versus for, for you know, planet Earth. They, yeah, they say that. Of, there's a little <laughs> bit of weird, I guess I should say, there's a little bit of confusion as to whether they went back to Earth or they somehow crashed into another planet. Yeah, that's and that's crazy. what they—that's what they ultimately try to set it up upon. Yeah. Well, I like uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for Planet of the Apes and all those Andy Circus ones better. <laughs> I have not seen a single one of those. Oh, have you seen those, Liz? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's move on then. You guys are—you're missing out a lot. You're missing on so much. <laughs> Watch those. That's the homework. Well, uh, kind of on the spaceship theme. Um, that Saturday we're doing Galaxy Quest. Never heard March twenty sixth. Yeah, have you guys, either of you, seen Galaxy Quest? Yes, of course, because I'm actually a very big Alan Rickman fan. Who? Never heard of him. For you, Alan Rickman. (laughs) Oh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, we never heard of that guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's also got uh, Tim Allen in it. I mean, it's a pretty. It's actually a pretty all star cast. Well, and the fact that they also Sigourney Weaver Weaver in this too. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it, Byron. Right? We were just kidding. We've seen this. I know I've seen parts of it. I know I don't think I've seen the entire thing. Oh, Byron, by Graptar's hammer, you know you need to watch this thing. I own it. I own it. All right? It's great. It's pretty pretty spoopy, but I think it's an an enjoyable film. I think it's a perfect matinee. Yeah, it's extremely enjoyable. Um, uh, So if if people who are listening to this haven't seen it, basically it's the cast of... Um, well, now I'm making a uh, I'm making a connection here that is very very. You mind if I make a connection too? I think I was okay. reading the synopsis of this. Okay, go ahead, and make a connection. Is this um, is this the Three Amigos in space? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's it. That's basically that. Yeah. Um, All right, it's the, the Three Amigos in space. All the right, cast, no, the no, cast of a TV no, show. Kidding. Yeah, the cast of a TV show gets um, mistaken for the real thing, and then they have to go try to help save people so yeah i guess that is three amigos what i was actually thinking was was uh volodymyr Zelensky, who is the cast who plays president on tv and now is trying to save ukraine that's what i was thinking it's more real life than uh than three amigos but same same thing it's it's same thing it's 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 the exact same thing i i see no difference right i love this movie that's all i'll say is there any uh no for the matinees there aren't any prizes or trivia well is there anything going it's just matinee or is there anything else well for matinees we usually keep it pretty simple unless it's something special yeah just send people over to the side car and the and to the uh uh town hall the ta- t- well the town hall and to the so let me side. see if i can get this straight too so if you have somebody um We've seen matinees before where people will show up in cosplay. Now it's potential where someone could show up in cosplay. So they are cosplaying as actors who are playing potentially actual real 
people who actually saved the galaxy. That's kind of another level of of pretending. So they're cosplaying as people who are people cosplaying. Who, who are oh, yeah, they're cosplaying as people who are cosplayers. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I like it. Well, uh, wear your cosplay over to Creekside and get yourself some some delicious lunch before one o'clock. It's one o'clock. Inception kind of film there. <laughs> yeah, right. would be. One o'clock is that right? Matinees Saturdays. Oh, yep. Yeah, matinees are one o'clock. Doors open at noon. All right. So then you don't have okay. So and then oh and, boy, you know the, the part, if you're an adult going to these films um, with or without children, there <laughs> is kind of like a brunch as well. We do have the cocktail bar open as well. Oh, are you saying that brunch is cocktails, or is there? Other food. Popcorn and, popcorn and a Bloody Mary, that's pretty much brunch, right? That's that's brunch. That's the best kind of brunch. Yeah, yeah, Byron. <laughs> Byron. Byron. Yeah, I've seen you have uh, Bloody Marys full of brunch, a stick of uh, meats and everything else on there. So later that night, it gets it gets a little spookier. And what's the deal with that special showing? Um, yeah, so this is actually a very long day. Usually... This one Saturday a month is a very long day for our staff because they have the matinee, usually a show, which we do have a show that day. And then right at about 1130, we have Rocky Horror Picture Show, the midnight screening um, presented by Transvestite Soup, which is a local Minneapolis community that hosts Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the live cast, which is incredible. And it's definitely worth going to. We kind of took it over for Uptown when they transitioned over. And if you have not been... It is truly an experience. <laughs> when you say live cast, what does that mean? Like, So they will perform along with the film. So the film is showing in the background. And then, of course, you know, at the Parkway, we have the stage in front. Um, there are actors that are kind of acting it out all along. And they'll interact with the audience and interact with the movie and sing along. And it's just like... Again, truly an experience in the sense that you're, all of your senses are involved and you're excited for what they're doing. You're excited for the movie. The nice. Music. Just I didn't know that. That's yeah. even better. Truly a vaudevillian experience. That's cool. Yes. That's the perfect word. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. I want to do that. And that'll be, go- that'll be every month now going forward? Yes, that's correct. Um, so it's usually near the end of the month, but it kind of varies. But um, yeah. And it starts at 1130. The doors open. Starts at at midnight, you can kind of get drinks and stuff kind of throughout that, too. If you've not been, be warned, Matt, because I know you haven't been, you will most likely get pulled in because that's what it is. It's, it's a part of it is the yeah. version pulled in to wow. interact. Okay. Yeah. He certainly looks like a Brad Majors character there. <laughs> oh, he's totally a Brad Majors. Yes. Uh, it, it, it depends on how, how I cosplay, right, Byron? <laughs> I yeah, <mean>. certainly. <laughs> I yeah, could be very much anyone. dripping with anticipation could be for anyone. that. If you dress as Tim Curry, nobody will bother you. <laughs> I can, yeah. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just get my outfit out of the costume, or out of the closet. No problem. <laughs> All right, so after that, we have one of my, I'm just going to say at least favorite directors, uh, one of his shows <laughs> coming up. That's a hot oh, take right there. That's a hot take. I need to fight you now. <laughs> yeah. You got Rushmore the following Thursday, 1998's Rushmore. There's some pre-show music. Maybe I go check that out and then leave before the show starts. <laughs> yeah. Kind of kinky is the pre-show, and they've opened for a couple of other movies and shows for us in the past, and they are 
amazing. They do a lot of Kinks covers, but then they also kind of run a lot of the gamut and stuff of in terms of rock classics that you would enjoy. Oh, that sounds super fun. How long? I'm pretty sure like, that starts what time? Like how long before the movie? Uh, it starts at 7. So for pre-show music, we open the doors at 6.30. Um, so you have a little bit of time to get a seat and then a full hour to enjoy, you know, the music and get some drinks, enjoy some popcorn before the movie starts. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah. So come for Kind of Kinky and stay if you want for Rushmore. <laughs> Byron, All right. Byron, you're so, a Wes Anderson fan? Like Wes Anderson. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess we're both going to jump on him here, Liz. Right. Uh, so, so, okay, what, uh, what is wrong with Wes Anderson? Or right. at least what, what, do you, what do you not like about Wes Anderson? Or at least about the, maybe about this film. Well, well okay. Um, what I don't like. I don't like Jason Schwartzman. Okay. Uh, I, let's, let's, let's name the things I do like. Bill Murray, end of list. um you know i don't get his i I mean i like i i get that uh here's the funny thing i think bill murray is like the living embodiment of wes anderson films like the person that is bill murray you know nowadays because he's eclectic Mm -hmm. and weird he shows up at people's weddings and he's dressed you know in in the maybe vaudevillian's the right word there too byron but Yeah, he shows up and bartends like a Saints game and then just yeah. disappears. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, so he does is this. He heard... I don't even know. I don't know. Byron, do you know? Is he so, what? Does he still have involvement with the Saints? Not that I have heard of as of recently since they became uh, more affiliated with, um, what was it, the Twins, I think. Mm, yeah. yeah, I, I think he, I think, uh, I think he, I don't know if he's ended the partnership or whatnot. Who knows? He might just show up anyway. He's he's quirky. He's wacky. He, he's Bill Murray. Yeah, well, that's so the thing. show is, up and no one will ever believe you. Yeah, yeah. And when Wes Anderson's movies are quirky and wacky and what's the point? And I, I mean, it's beautiful visuals like in Hotel whatever that one's called, uh, the hotel one uh, with the Schwartzman playing the bellhop and whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen Rushmore. I just know I don't like any Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen. So Grand Budapest. This Grand is Budapest. Super, this is super young. This is like one of his sophomore movies, so it might be worth yeah. checking out before he really kind of uh, came he, into his expression. Oh, uh, he used to be good? Oh, okay. Well, maybe... Uh, oh, you... <laughs> Oh, how Crunch dare you! That is so good. That movie is amazing. Yeah, uh, I'll check that out. I heard it's in like three or four different chapters, so I could maybe just skip around if I needed to. All right, uh, Liz, you and me—we need to come up with a good elevator pitch as to why Matt should like Wes Anderson films. Yes. What What yes. is your favorite Wes Anderson film? You know, I will not lie. I think it is French Dispatch. I thought that movie was wildly entertaining i thought i got a little confused sometimes and then i just realized that it wasn't so much about um the whole overarching picture of it like the idea but Mm -hmm. it was more just each chapter was so unique and beautiful all right that is the only one i haven't seen so i really can't uh, contribute to that one of my favorite would be darjeeling limited uh oh yeah I like that. I like the train ride. I like that whole story. I thought it was a very fascinating, and I, I don't know, I was very compelled with it. Um, I'd have to say Life Aquatic would probably be my second follow-up with that, but... Um, that movie makes just, me cry every time. So. Yeah, that uh, certainly Darjeeling Limited for that for me. It certainly, I don't know what, carries mm-hmm. some sort of emotional weight with me. Um, I guess I, I'm looking at Matt's 
picture here as we're looking at. He's not impressed at all. I'm not. I, I'm, 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 I've switched screens and now I'm Googling how to describe his style. <laughs> <laughs> being very bad majors about this. Yeah, we're, cer- we're certainly being very, uh, yeah, being film school majors about this. How much I am. <laughs> Uh, I am very impressed with his visuals. He has a very creative use of the visual side of any sort of film. Uh, I, I, I like that. It's very appealing visually to watch. Uh, dialogue might not necessarily always be there. It might not always be a sort of action-oriented. Um, you might need to watch the film a couple more times in order to kind of get it. Um, but I... So here... I, wait, I do have another thing I like about... Um, about his movies i like the wilson brothers and not only that yeah but i discovered in doing research for this podcast that there was a third wilson brother i had no idea can i just be the everyone knows say, luke and owen right oh well i will i will just have to say the only wow thing I can say to that wow yeah, dang, darn it you <laughs> stepped on me you stepped on my joke oh no sorry was the only thing i could say is wow well, byron you should have just dropped it instead of uh <laughs> Instead of prefacing, because as soon as you preface I know, it, I needed to build like, it up, didn't I? Wow. 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 Um, so, you know what? Uh, um, Google right now, Google uh, Andrew Wilson. And here's the other shocking thing. He's the most handsome of the bunch. We're talking about a Chris Hemsworth looking guy here. Uh, it's shocking. Take a look. I dare you to Google oh, it. Yeah. He, I've seen him in a few movies, actually. Yeah, he's not, he's not like, he's not nobody. Um. Yeah. Andrew Wilson. He, he's not like Luke, who's just like, wow, hey, you know, hey, guy. And the, or Owen, who's just the biggest wow. Thing yeah, he's in, uh, he's in Whip It. That's where I know him from. What, what, what's, the, what's he in? Uh, Whip It uh, with... Uh, uh, Ellen Page? Yeah, with Ellen Page. He's the coach. Oh, okay. Whip It? Uh, when I hear Whip that, it. I just think, Whip It Good. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. He was in Bottle Rocket, which is one of Wes Anderson's first movies. So. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Well, speaking of that, didn't... Uh, oh, you just oh, did oh, like the Wes Anderson movie. Got him. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Moving well, on. Speaking of that, speaking of the Owen Will, speaking of the Wilsons, yeah. uh, Owen Wilson ended up getting uh, co-write. Uh, he co-wrote uh, this Rushmore film. Oh, is he oh. that involved? I didn't know he was that involved. Yeah, he was. And this was also Jason, Jason Schwarzman's. I'm reading some stats or trivia here. It was Jason, geez, I can't say his name now. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman's uh, debut, I believe, with into film. Well, no, we all make. Oh, what was that? You still there, Byron? Yep, I'm here. Okay, we got everyone. Oh, our so call ends. Oh, we better hurry up. Uh, oh, look at that. Um, that's the problem with these things. So now next on April 2nd, you have Howl's Moving Castle, a movie I haven't seen but am very interested in. Have What's what's the details of that one? Does anybody seen it? What do we know? Uh, I've seen it. Um, I don't really remember a whole lot about it. Um, it is a Hayao Miyazaki film. Um, he has done a lot of very popular films, a lot of very popular animated films. This one had Christian Bale in it as, I believe, one of the voice actors. Uh, 
for the American version as Howell. Uh, this focuses more on, what should I say, more of a fantasy sort of, I guess, magical style of reality. Uh, Miyazaki's very good at world building and creating these great fantastic scenes and fantastic uh, worlds in which all of these things can take place in. And uh, this one's definitely more on the fantasy side. Um, I think it's a fantastic film to watch. I think it's a great introduction to a Miyazaki film. I think it is quite memorable, and I think you will enjoy it. This is one we have to uh, give a shout-out to Ward and his excellent, crazy, innate ability to write uh, movie synopses. So... Yes, synopsis here says, when an unconfident young woman is cursed with an old body by a spiteful witch, her only chance of breaking the spell lies with a self-indulgent yet insecure young wizard and his companions who travel in a legged walking castle. The castle is a metaphor for owning an an RV, (laughs) which I just can't help but think what is you know what does he mean by that it's so many things that's hilarious <laughs> and the picture. all of that stuff is completely factual in that entire film <laughs> that is uh, more on the fantasy side if you uh, want to believe in that stuff yeah well I think uh, with only a few minutes left we have to jump into Byron uh, can you tell us about Strange Brew coming up Thursday April 7th April 7th. What do you want to know about Strange Brew? Have you seen it before? So, uh, yeah, I was actually... Rick Moranis, which I thought was pretty cool. Rick yeah. Moranis, yeah. Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas uh, star in this great film. Uh, this was a film I had watched uh, every single year when I was in college. We usually watch this around. Uh, we had our own winter carnival. Uh, when we were up at school in the middle of winter. And so this was always a good way to prep for what we what was our winter carnival in which we'd build snow sculptures and uh, just basically go out or around. And, uh, Where did you go little, to college? Uh, that would be Michigan Technological University up in the UP, which gets about 200 inches of snowfall a year. So we don't know what to do with it. So we decided to build it into sculptures and then stand around those sculptures and drink and also watch <laughs> films. So yeah, I was going to say, Byron, I bet you did some pre-show beer tasting uh, <laughs> before you watched <laughs> Certainly this. Certainly some pre-show beer tasting. And ha- funny you happen to mention that at the beginning of this film, uh, don't we have some people coming in to sample beers, Liz? Yes, we have our a local uh, brewery from North Loop, Minneapolis, uh, Prize Brewing, which is one of our partner breweries that we usually have on tap here. Coming in to hang out in the lobby pre-show, um, so starting at 7 o'clock. And they're just going to be sampling out some of their kind of more popular styles. Um, I also know Mike, our fabulous you know, bar manager, is also going to be creating a cocktail with one of their beers as well. Um, so it's a good chance to you know, sample more than one beer without getting commitment to a whole pint. Mm. Oh, sounds fantastic. Hopefully the cocktail, uh, if you want to do a movie reference, uh, might sound a little gross just saying it outside of the context. Hopefully it has a dead mouse inside. What does that mean? That's gross. Oh, no. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but in the film, there is a way that the two brothers try to get free beer from the liquor store Ah. in which they uh, get a baby mouse, put it inside a beer bottle and feed it and grow it up into its full maturity. And then they take it back to the liquor store (laughs) saying, hey, this beer is bad. It had a mouse in it. The long con. Wow. Uh, 
I'll tell you. Okay, so and very- go ahead. Let's go. Let's go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I have a uh, kind of a crazy. Um, my parents used to do homemade wine. Still do homemade wine, um, and we have a kind of a wild story of accidentally putting wine into a bottle that we'd like. We store some bottles, like you know, until we use them again. Like we reuse them, and yeah. um, a mouse got in there and died. We didn't know, and we were like cleaning it out, and like you know, when you're just kind of in the midst of stuff, you kind of miss it. And yeah, we bottled one. Yeah, we found bottled, out before it. Oh, oh, good. We bottled I, oh, mouse. good. I'm so glad nobody drank that. That probably <laughs> would have tasted really great, bad. We then named the series the Great Mouse Detective because. Oh, badum <laughs> dish. I like it. <laughs> This is a lifelong, lifelong <laughs> phobia of mine to be drinking something and have a, like a mouse or rat tail come out of the bottom. <laughs> so thanks for that visual. Now that I know it's real. <laughs> On yeah. that note, do we want to go I, ahead? I think we maybe wrap it there because we run out of time and we have uh, we can come back in April and talk about the rest of. Some of these things that are going on. Does that work for everyone, Liz? Is it good yes. with you? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay. There's nothing too too wild aside. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, April's is action packed. Um, and uh, but let's let's not forget though. Today's we're recording on March 10th. Uh, we did skip over one, unless unless this has been taken off the calendar. But we skipped over Uncle Buck coming up this weekend. At- we did, but I wasn't sure when you were going to get this finalized, so I didn't want to. That is a movie that cannot be skipped. This is John Candy, you know, in his in his finest. Um, I love me some Uncle Buck. You got John Hughes directing. Uh, let's read Ward's thing, and then we'll call. <laughs> this is pretty good too. Bachelor and all around slob Buck John Candy babysits his brother's rebellious teenage daughter and her younger brother and sister in this film that spawned two spinoff TV shows that were subsequently condemned by director John Hughes as well as any discernible viewing audience. <laughs> I will say I love Uncle Buck. It is easily a favorite movie of mine. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty underrated. Pretty, very underrated. Uh, probably my second or third favorite John Hughes film starring people who live in Chicago. Uh, wow. Okay. Isn't that all of them? <laughs> <They're> in- <laughs> Badum Tish, yeah. Badum Tish. All right. Well, I think we better. Wow. I love this chime that keeps yeah. happening. We better uh, kind of call it there, um, Byron. We sh- you should probably tell these folks uh, first about what's coming up next on our podcast on the Fun V for for the Fun V podcast. We are doing our conclusion of all of the James Bond films with the final one from Daniel Craig, No Time to Die. Uh, if you want to hear about my thoughts about the last Daniel Craig film and about the series in general, I think we ended up making that a longer podcast because we ended up talking about all the films in general you should tune in and listen to that one yeah uh, i and someday i'll i'm i need to get that edited and out there uh because that movie you know we'll just keep delaying it like we like the movie itself was delayed you know we should it, we should delay it so long that we actually have to talk about it again and just reshoot <laughs> different things like they did in the actual film yeah exactly well our sponsors will be happy if we do that uh sponsors uh, well, okay, so that's uh, that's that. And Liz, can you? Uh, I mean, can you tell us how people can get in touch? Yeah, well, you can definitely look us up at uh, theparkwaytheater.com. But if you'd like to reach out to the Parkway Podcast, you can reach us at the Parkway Theater Podcast at Gmail, or give us a call at six one two eight two two eight zero eight zero and leave a voicemail. 
Um, you know, if you enjoyed this episode next, we're actually going to be talking probably more about April because we didn't finish it completely. And then we'll also be covering high fidelity, which is, I'm pretty excited about. Oh yeah, that'll be great. And we'll have a different special guest for that one. So we're excited. Uh, maybe we'll even have more people than just three. Who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll track down Ward. I don't we know. We'll make it a party. Yeah. But okay. Well, that sounds good. So we will see everyone next time or preferably down at the theater. 